Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to deviate a little bit from some of what we normally talk about, but it still pertains to business, and more importantly, it pertains to people and to their health, um, both mental health and physical health. And, and so this is going to be so much fun because I like it when I get to talk about different things. And so please join me in welcoming Peter Nieves to our program today. Did I say your last name right, Peter? Uh, Nievis, yeah, that was Nievis. Hey, Thank that was you. pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Peter Nievis serves as the Chief Commercial Officer for Win Fertility. He is responsible for the profitable growth, product strategy, marketing, and expansion at Win. Peter also leads the U.S.-based account management and sales team. Prior to joining Wynn, Peter served as Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer for Teladoc. He served as Executive Vice President of the National Employer Market at Optum and as a Senior Partner with Mercer. Peter has 25 years of experience in the benefits consulting and health services industry. So again, Peter, welcome. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. And and having heard you explain who I am, I feel very old. <laughs> you know, now we all started when we were five. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, and, and it's interesting because I do interview a lot of millennials, and I'm always sitting here yeah. thinking, I'm old enough to be their mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. you know, it's it, it, kind of along those same lines. Mothers, ah, you know, see, look, we kind of got a good segue going here. Tell us a little bit more about uh, your company, about Win Fertility, and then how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Well, so Win Fertility is the oldest and largest uh, family building company in the world. Okay. Um, unlike a lot of um, other companies that are in this space that are, you know, started in the last few years or even mm -hmm. the last few months, Win has been around and uh, for over 20 years, 21 okay. years, um, doing the exact same thing, recently expanding a lot of our, our products and solutions, which I'll, I'll have the chance to explain. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately what Win is responsible for and, and very good at is helping people during a very difficult time to navigate and um, basically build their families mm -hmm. with a focus on what used to be referred to as infertility, then fertility, and now mm -hmm. family building because it includes adoption and surrogacy. Mm -hmm. So um, we serve millions and millions of people. We have helped hundreds of people have, uh, have hundreds of thousands of babies. And it's all about improving outcomes, provide, helping uh, provide an education, find doctors, make the best choices, mm -hmm. and, and, and ultimately um, help them manage through this very difficult time through mm -hmm. both that level of education and even emotional support through our, our um, behavioral coaches. Mm -hmm. So I will share with you that um, I have four kids, which we had a chance to talk about before we kicked off, and I, uh, three of them were through IVF. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I have lived through, you know, and can say, hey, this all worked out, you mm -hmm. know, great, we have our family. Um, our last was natural, interestingly enough, ah. uh, and what, yeah, which was uh, after you know multiple attempts of IUI, a less mm -hmm. invasive um, approach to um, uh, getting pregnant, and then in vitro fertilization. Mm -hmm. We went through every dollar we had. We had everything happen that you could possibly imagine, and so there was really nothing that was more satisfying than to be able to join an organization like Win mm -hmm. uh, and and help others who, right. who, who, you know, get services I wish we mm -hmm. had when we went through, when we started our journey. Right, right. 
You know, and it is something, funny enough, we've actually talked about this subject before on the program. Um, I interviewed a young woman who had been through in vitro fertilization. Her name is Tess Casso, and she wrote a children's book called I'm Very Ferris. Um, you should check into that. Um, and yeah. and it is written specifically, it, it, you know, I mentioned it is a children's book. It is written to explain to children kind of where they came from, you know, how this might not be the typical way for children to be conceived, but it is not unusual. It's not odd. It's not anything like that. And, and so it's, it's, it's a very interesting subject because it is something that more and more people, you know, clearly they've always been thinking about it, but it's something that more and more people are actually talking about. And then of course you mentioned adoption and, and surrogacy in there too. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, not to make it overly personal, but I'll share that, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day and, and, and I was recently interviewed for uh, another large periodical. And, and she says, you know, it's amazing to hear you are being interviewed and you're talking so much about mm-hmm. this. Your career is focused on it. She goes, because years ago, you didn't want to talk about it. Right. And, and I said, well, you know what? Things have changed. Mm-hmm. Things should change. And after, you know, our youngest is 18 or, or the mark, we have a set of twins that were IVF and in 20 years, it's, I've learned so much and we've mm-hmm. talked to so many people who have had to go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've helped a lot and right. now I get to do it on a broader scale, but mm-hmm. it is, it is interesting that it is more, now more openly talked mm-hmm. about and certainly more people are in need of it for a lot of reasons, right. which, you know, we talk about. Right. You know, and the nice thing is because it is talked about more and more, the stigma is going away. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I, you know, I, I have a friend whose daughter is now um, in college who um, she was conceived through IVF and, and they were basically told there was something wrong with them. You know, and, and, and of course there's not, it just, you know, there's, everybody's a little bit different. And, you know, there are some people who, you know, who find it very easy to conceive and others who have much more difficulty. And, but because it's not talked about, people don't realize the options, you know, and, and, or they hear about, oh my gosh, it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, and, and, but it, it, what's also not talked about is, and it's a lot of what, what you deal with is the the effect on the business you know the the uh, both as you know maybe you're employing someone who is going through something like this you know all of these various things so talk to us a little bit more about that yeah yeah so it it can you know because demand is so high if you look at you know cdc data anyone can mm-hmm. go to it and just you know type it in but the curve over the over recent years has been you know Increasing and increasingly increasing mm-hmm. as far as the 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 uh, rate of IVF in the country, and a lot of it is driven by the millennials, mm-hmm. who we hear a lot about. But many of them have delayed their family building. Some mm-hmm. of it was for you know economic reasons, right. you know, a decade ago. Um, but ultimately, they're they've waited till past their fertility prime, if you mm-hmm. will. And so, just as a as a result of that, both men and women have seen a you know a, 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 a you know a, an impact ultimately on their um, ability to conceive. Mm-hmm. And so, so what does that mean to business? Well, what we do know is that in polls that have been in surveys that have been taken, that it, you know infertility benefits, particularly by millennials, are considered one of the top two benefits that they're looking for. Wow! So to attract and retain talent. Uh, certainly large employers, which now, you know, increasingly large employers are offering this benefit mm-hmm. and often trying to bring those same, um, you know, pool of people in. Smaller employers have now really jumped into mm-hmm. um, into the search. And so, you know, for an organization like Wynn, we have seen an almost, uh, you know, tenfold increase in the number of companies we're talking to, you know, just from maybe 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you know, that's pretty dramatic. What is So you you want to attract and retain employees, which is really important. Mm-hmm. I will say, back to my own experience at the time, I did not have a fertility benefit. So my wife and I right. had to pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that's, you know, 
very, it's not inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the cycles can be anywhere from, you know, all in 20 to 30,000 mm-hmm. plus dollars, depending and it varies, you know, there's regional variation. So my employer didn't have it. And my wife and I had no more money. We weren't, we were at the, we just were like, okay, we, we can't do another cycle after this one until right. we save for a while. Mm-hmm. And we made the choice, perhaps a not, a, a not a good choice to uh, do multiple embryo transfers, meaning mm. we had four mm-hmm. viable embryos and let's put them all in and see okay. what happens. Well, we easily could have had You could uh, have had quads. Quadruplets. <laughs> yeah. And instead, we, we didn't. We had mm-hmm. a set of beautiful twins, boy, girl, um, both, uh, you, know, uh, in, you know, now 20, as I mm-hmm. mentioned before. But my, what, what happened at the time and the point for my employer, the reason I'm bringing this up is they, uh, my twins were born premature, right. as most twins are. Right. Yeah, it's, it is much and more so, difficult to have multiple babies. So if, you know, it, bed rest, all of those various things come into play. My wife was on bed rest. IVF and the, the connection between in vitro fertilization and multiple um, multiple births mm-hmm. um, is very high. The point is, my twins were in the uh, neonatal intensive mm-hmm. care unit, the NICU, for almost a month each. Wow! And in do- today's dollars, that's about four hundred thousand right. dollars per baby. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My employer paid for that. So my employer had an $800,000 expense associated mm-hmm. with a bad choice that I made or my wife and I made. And ultimately, you know, it all worked out great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our focus is to help people make good choices to, you know, make a choice, for example, of taking those four and, and you can freeze three mm-hmm. and insert the one and go for what they call as, you know, a single embryo mm-hmm. transfer, looking for a singleton birth, which is better for the mom higher likelihood of, um, you know, of, of birth, Mm -hmm. um, versus miscarriage. And then, you know, all of the complications associated with premature are eliminated. And from an employer's perspective, what does that mean? You have one cycle with a birth. So there's, you know, less ultimately potential costs. More of a normal situation. Mm Mm-hmm normal situation and higher level of productivity. And there are other studies that show that when you're offering a fertility benefit, that there's a significantly greater level of loyalty by the employees to the employer as a result Mm -hmm. of of offering benefits. So there's the economic, there's the cultural, there's the loyalty, the the attraction to the employer, you know, employer of choice um, and productivity. There's just, there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of really good reasons to to offer a program like this. Mm Well, and it also helps if there have been complications. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, it, you mentioned, you know, that, that your twins had been in NICU for a long time. I mean, that's clearly not going to be an extremely productive time for you because you're worried. You know, even when you were in the office, your mind was, was with your babies and, and with your wife. You know, and, and so now that we're offering this more as a benefit, People understand what's going on, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and we've offered things like this for, for a variety of other health issues. So it's, it's kind of interesting that we're just finally getting around to one of the basic issues of all, which is procreation. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very good point. A very good point. Yep. And I would say, you know, another thing that's, that's particularly interesting, if, if I can expand on it, is mm-hmm. – um, what what off what I have seen now? Uh, you mentioned when you introduced me, I was a consultant for the bulk of my career and senior partner, one of the largest consulting firms in the world, and and I always did consult. I probably implemented one of the first in vitro fertilization programs with a with a with a, our client. Mm-hmm. That's um, today because we don't. I don't you know try not to bring client names into things, but mm-hmm. today they do a lot of airline tickets purchased on right. online. Yes. So, mm-hmm. but this was twenty years ago, mm-hmm. so you probably can figure out who it was. Mm-hmm. And but it was one of the first ones. What's the point I'm, I'm trying to make is it was simply the health carrier, the health plan mm-hmm. agreed to for the first time um, cover it as a benefit to mm-hmm. a particular maximum. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I'd ever seen it. Any of my mm-hmm. colleague colleagues had ever seen uh, that input in uh, in a program. However, there was no management of it, so there was right. no nurses that were providing guidance. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, there really was no network associated with it. And so that's a, a really important distinction to make mm-hmm. for you know small business and certainly large business of all sizes, is that 
just offering a benefit mm-hmm. is not the same thing as offering the management right. of a benefit. Mm-hmm. So the benefit with management. Mm-hmm. And so that and that's really what win um, is focused on. Right? <laughs> you know, we have the ability to integrate in with the carrier, with the mm-hmm. health plans and use their network, or you could use our network. We mm-hmm. have enormous flexibility in that. Uh, ultimately, it's entirely focused on keeping costs down, making sure that they have that education mm-hmm. provided by um, nurse care, ma- we call them nurse care managers. Mm-hmm. So we're the only one in the industry, and I think this is you know, a, a great benefit. It's not a customer service person. It's actually a nurse with right. a minimum of five years mm-hmm. of working in a in a uh, reproductive mm-hmm. endocrinologist's office clinic. Mm-hmm. So they really know the space. They right. understand the journey. And so that's the person that's assigned to them and provides that that level mm-hmm. of management and advocacy to the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and it, it's led to a 98.3% patient satisfaction rate, right. which has been which has mm-hmm. been really mm-hmm. outstanding. Right. Yeah. And of course, one of the big benefits to having that advocate and having that advocate as a medically trained person is it, they might recognize an issue or they can definitely manage an issue better. So in the long run, it might keep costs lower. Yeah, I think that, no, that's very true. So we talked about just um, helping someone think through a multiple, multiple embryo transfer, which I, we talked about earlier. Uh, I'd say the other element of it is, you know, look, doctors are always looking to help, and it's not a, a knock on the providers, um, but sometimes there's there's some tests that are not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen it in the industry where um, there's a lot of promotion of things like genetic testing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our medical advisory board, as an example, is a kind of the who's who. In 20 years, you could imagine, mm-hmm. you know, being the, the foremost manager of these right. solutions, um, you know, nationally, now globally, the, the, uh, we've attracted, you know, really incredible um, advisors. We follow guidelines that uh, ASRM, which is kind of the governing body um, for fertility, mm-hmm. um, that really clearly states when genetic testing is appropriate. Right. And we're seeing that, you know, the market is saying do it every time mm-hmm. at a huge cost. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know the downside of essentially, you know, taking a biopsy of an embryo, if mm-hmm. it, you know, if that's the proper term. doesn't seem like it would be recommended. <laughs> Well, in some certain no, but in some certain definitely in, in many cases is. it is Ab- yes, mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. is. And so I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing it. It's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what's important is it's also for the employer to have a safeguard to make sure it's not the employee's choice or necess- or the doctor or employee without some right. level of oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these could be three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollar tasks that. Mm-hmm. aren't necessary, maybe harmful. We don't right. we don't know if they're right. harmful. So, you know, just just one example, but ultimately just making sure that, you know, there's an advocate, you know, for the patient that mm-hmm. they're that they answer their questions. And there's also a steward for the employer's money so that this mm-hmm. program actually can live on. Right? right. It's not going to be such a huge mm-hmm. cost to an employer that they say, you know what, we we can't continue mm-hmm. it. And and that to me would be an absolute shame. And so that's why we take what we do as, you know, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, it's one of those benefits that is not used a lot, you know, and, and uh, be, simply because, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know the statistic, but, you know, it, um, having some type of infertility treatment is obviously more an, an unusual type of, of uh, thing as opposed to, gee, every, every person is doing it. But it's obviously something that you want available when it is needed. That's right. No, that's right. It is. It is is uh, getting closer to two percent of the population mm-hmm. is in need of some what they call assisted reproductive technology right. or art, and mm-hmm. that's increasing. Like as I mentioned, mm-hmm. you can you know see in in the data. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you need it, you, you know it's um, it's 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 again having been through it, it's it's mm-hmm. very um, stressful. Right. It's very trying, mm-hmm. and to be able to have you know help me find help me find a doctor, mm-hmm. you know help me understand these terms, and and I think the doctors, you know, of course, all the providers do a, a very nice job, but there's only so much time that they can ever mm-hmm. um, give. What's interesting is we make our nurses available twenty four seven, so you're mm-hmm. always assigned a nurse mm-hmm. that you develop a relationship for. Right. Um, with I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, 
But on top of that, we have on-call nurses, and mm. you'd be amazed the volume that we have right. between eleven Somebody's and after eleven o'clock. Somebody's thinking about something at two o'clock in the morning. They want to talk <laughs> to somebody then. Exactly mm. right, it, and it's um, it's just amazing how much volume and the in the you know that we and we mm-hmm. track everything, how much we see, and and it really is an important service that we're providing to mm-hmm. these patients. And it's and what's interesting is you know we have um, a lot of people who are with Win who came from the clinic side. Mm-hmm. And one was, you know, ran a whole bunch of clinics down south. And um, when she first joined, she says, you know, it was, it was really fun to join this organization. She says, one thing we always knew is that patients that came f- that were working with Wynn were always exceptionally well educated, had the mm-hmm. best questions. Mm-hmm. And their husbands were calling less over concerns of costs mm-hmm. and other elements. Mm-hmm. Right. They were just so well prepared. And, mm-hmm. and we do, we work very closely with providers. Mm-hmm. In some cases, providers even lean on us to ma- help them manage their own mm-hmm. patients, which is an interesting mm-hmm. part of our business. Right. You, know, you actually just mentioned something that all of a sudden made me think about this. It, is this a benefit that is also provided to men? Um, you know, because you mentioned the husband, you know, um, so as how does, and, and I know the answer is yes, but you know, it, it, it just your, your kind of assumption is, well, you know, it's something that's provided to women because women are undergoing the treatments, women are giving birth, but how, you know, how do you work with, with the men? So, yeah, so the answer is yes. And we work with, with men in a lot of different ways. So in more traditional sense, you know, the business has been focused on women and in and, and fertility, fertility. Um, and the, the men usually were very much an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's both not they just... They were a small men, part of know, that little whole process. <laughs> a small part of the process, right. And, and there was really a couple of things and a few things have really changed. And another is, is I think, you know, a really a great development. So, one is first and foremost recognizing, and our nurses say this data supports it. Men are contributing to infertility at a higher rate. You mm-hmm. may have heard this. There's certainly commercials mm-hmm. talking about way to you know to to recognize men's um, sperm counts are right. dropping. Their mm-hmm. morphology is mm-hmm. off. The motility men are is getting not married when they're older. Very true. And so more, you know, almost half of the cases of infertility have some significant Mm -hmm. contribution because of the male factor. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to kind of recognize that. Our nurses say that really maybe 20, 25% of the time, the men have been tested. Mm -hmm. And so you may talk about saving money and Mm -hmm. relieving, you know, relieving uh, stress. But if a man hasn't been tested, then our nurses really can't necessarily provide the right guidance. Mm -hmm. And let's just face it, um, at least I can speak to this, you know, we don't want to go in and get, I didn't want to be tested. There's definitely a a stigma to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there Mm -hmm. is. And so I will uh, share, I'll give you kind of a a scoop, but we were kind of delayed it because of everything going on with uh, the pandemic. But Mm -hmm. uh, Wynn has always focused on men, and I'll get to kind of, you know, not just in heterosexual relationships, Mm -hmm. um, but we are announcing uh, Wynn for him. And Mm -hmm. Wynn is, it's, you know, we've always focused on women. We Mm -hmm. we have certainly focused on the LGBTQ community and with our adoption and surrogacy Mm -hmm. services making and and consulting into the, into the, into the market around, you know, uh, offering a benefit that's available Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. everyone, regardless of what their journey is. Not necessarily. They just want to be a parent. (laughs) They just want to be families. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know that's a whole thing we should talk about, but uh, but the men have often been ignored, and so um, Win for Him is about uh, our partnership with an organization that can do at home specimen testing. Ah, and and you know new technologies are available, new you know logistics have been created mm-hmm. to allow uh, allow the testing to be done at home. Let's leave it yeah, at that, and ultimately more privacy. More privacy, but what will happen at a very low cost is a higher rate of um, of male male factor being mm-hmm. determined in in a process. Mm-hmm. So we're very very excited about mm-hmm. about that. We, we're also increasing and have already started on our revamped app. Um, additional information for the men to kind of read through. We've always, with our nurse care managers, been proactive in inviting the men into the conversations mm-hmm. with the women. It's something that our nurses often, you know, always actually request. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other element of, of win for him is, in addition to the testing, and I think equally as important, is something that um, 
men don't often like to get any type of um, emotional support or, right. you know, behavioral therapy. Oh, yes, they have to be and, tough and, and manly and all of those various things. Yeah, yeah, that's us guys, you know, so <laughs> I, I put myself in that category. I don't need to talk to anybody. And yet I will, I know from, again, personal experience how, how emotionally um, difficult it was mm-hmm. to go through that. And, you know, some of it was, of course, you know, my own uh, concerns about mm-hmm. not being able to be a dad. And the mm-hmm. other was dealing, helping, trying to help my wife. Right, go right. Through because a very she was clearly, time. this is a very emotional time for her. Right. And so um, what's changed a lot is, you know, with essentially virtual, um, you know, virtual care, um, which I've done some in the past, as, as you read uh, mm-hmm. to everyone, um, you know, the adoption rate of men utilizing um, virtual behavioral care mm-hmm. or coaching has really been skyrocketing. Mm. And so that was one of the things that we implemented uh, over a year ago. Uh, we're not pushing you to an app. It's actually mm-hmm. our own therapy therapists that are available, you know, to the women, of course, and then to the men Mm -hmm. to help them, help them get through this time, Mm -hmm. help prepare them for, you know, the emotional Mm -hmm. uh, strain that they may go through. Um, And then, and answer their questions, of course. So it's really focusing on men is, is really important. That's, you know, that's just the heterosexual men, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, also, you know, we do have same sex male couples. Right. You mentioned surrogacy and adoption. Mm Mm-hmm. Surrogacy and adoption is really important, and so mm-hmm. we will assist them in that process mm-hmm. as well. And and again, they are going through some very emotional times. Mm-hmm. Demand of the LGBT community mm-hmm. is up like sixty three percent in the last um, eighteen to two, two year eighteen months mm-hmm. to two years mm-hmm. in their interest in forming their families. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing better than uh, you know our ability to help all mm-hmm. build their family. Right. So we really have evolved from an infertility, you know, infertility, fertility, and re- and are very much focused on mm-hmm. it as a family building company right? Um, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it. I actually wrote down family building company in my notes because I love that term that, that you use. And it does come back, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are still saying, well, but as an employer, eh. but it does come back to having happier employees that you retain. You know, because we we all know that you know, if you lose an employee for whatever reason, there's big costs associated with that. You know, you have to to train, you have to find somebody to replace them. You know, what there's there's all those costs, and so if you can keep an employee, that obviously is is you know what what the benefit is, and and then as you said, you know, initially even hiring somebody by offering this as a benefit has got to be, you know, great. And, and again, it doesn't matter if it's a company that has one employee or thousands, it's a great benefit um, because we, we do, we want to be, you know, I, I, I keep coming the family building company. I just love that. So, you know, you can be the family building employer <laughs> you know, that, that is helping provide these services. Yeah, no, that that's very true. And, and, What's interesting is, you know, when Wynn is brought in, when we're asked to, you know, potentially work with the, with the company or even health plans, because we're, mm-hmm. we're in, integrated in with many of the health plans. Actually, we can integrate with any health plan, but some health plans, uh, we're their go-to. So mm-hmm. we're contractually available um, right. through simple amendment to bring Wynn in, and, and that's unique. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of our years of experience and relationships have led to the carriers, the health plans, trusting us to be essentially their subspecialty mm-hmm. managers of their of their members. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's really important to, you know, to, to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I mentioned the fact that, you know, if, whether you've got one employee or thousands, how does it work if you are a very small company? Because it seems like this would be, a, a, a bigger, more expensive benefit that that would be provided, and I'm saying that very questioningly. Um, you know, but when you have a, a very small number of employees, how are you? You know, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, you know, it depends on on you know. Look, it's all about numbers, right? right. You know, mm-hmm. there isn't you know just because you're a small employer doesn't mean that you won't have exposure to mm-hmm. it, but. You won't see, you won't have the level of predictability. In a right. Given year it is a percentage game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's in its volume. So, um, you know, there's ways to put programs together that are appropriate based mm-hmm. on the company size. Um, and, and, you know, you may, a smaller company may not see it, may not see any use in a given mm-hmm. year, though that's rare. 
Um, you know, considering that we, you know, you'll see several per year per thousand, mm -hmm. and then depending on the way the benefit is formed, you know, um, you know, you might get more use out of it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, um, you know, there's just been so much demand for it, and they do recognize. You know, the, the smaller employers really within the last twelve months have have really stepped up mm -hmm. and have increased their inquiries into how do we provide this mm -hmm. benefit. Um, I think I think ultimately, you know, providing something is better than than nothing. Right. Um, offering a benefit that's not managed could be very expensive mm -hmm. because right. you you know you can see. Oh, especially for a very small business. I mean, it could wipe them out. It, it yeah, I wouldn't say it could. Well, I mean, it if it it could. So first, really small businesses that are in, they're usually buying insurance, right? Mm -hmm. They're not self funding their. This their is program. true. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and like if you look at say state of New York, so mm -hmm. um, you know they just increased their uh, their mandate as of the first of the year to mm -hmm. include three cycles of IVF, which simply means uh, the health plans have to include it in their programs, you know their insured programs. Um, larger larger self funded don't mm -hmm. have to follow those same rules for a lot of reasons that I won't bore you with, but ultimately uh, they're still they're still doing it. Um, mm -hmm. Not, but they don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so, when if it's if you're an insure, if you're a really small employer and it's insured, well, you know it's embedded in the program. Right. Certain carriers and it would be already, just the same as if a, an employee got cancer or something like that. Right. They have mm -hmm. a, a maximum usually mm -hmm. or a cycle a benefit that they have available. Um, they may choose ultimately still to have an organization mm -hmm. like us come in for a really small fee to manage it on top of the insurance that's mm -hmm. provided to them through their health right. plan. Um, I mentioned before, in some cases, you actually will get us embedded in with the health plan because mm -hmm. they trust us to mm -hmm. help them manage that. Um, but if you're, if you are self-funded, you know, the employers are essentially, you know, not, not buying insurance. They pay mm -hmm. claims out of their own company assets. Um, then, then it really, it, it's as soon as you're getting up to that point, mm -hmm. um, you're getting a level of predictability. Right. Um, the larger you are, the more predictable. Mm -hmm. And then, so we can really start looking at costs associated. We can mm -hmm. help them do the analysis. They always will have a consultant or a broker mm -hmm. and we can help them, um, do some analytics around, you know, costs associated mm -hmm. with maybe NICU that they didn't realize was right. associated with an unsupported mm -hmm. health. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, an unsupported fertility um, mm -hmm. event that their employees opted for mm -hmm. um, and they weren't covering. So to be, to be able to offer something there is kind of getting ahead of it. Mm -hmm. And in some, t in some cases, it's not a net, it's not a net uh, cost increase mm -hmm. that's as significant as you think, because in some cases you can have, you know, you can have million dollar babies, mm -hmm. you know, right. simply because of these NICUs, as mm -hmm. I shared before. Right. And, um, and they were and conceived the, traditional way <laughs> might we say you know and, and just have a situation that happens <clears throat> yeah no, that, that's true um my, my point was a, a through let's say you can find out through the analysis that it's a million dollar ivf baby mm -hmm. and the insurer does not i mentioned before my situation you know my employer had an eight hundred thousand dollar claim right mm-hmm because of my twins. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, adjusted for today's dollars. Well, that's mm -hmm. a pretty big deal. Well, mm -hmm. let me, I'll tell you, that's a big, you know, that's, uh, that's going to cover our mm -hmm. expense. Right. So the ROI becomes positive mm -hmm. when you start kind of mm -hmm. covering off, uh, you know, these instances where, you know, bad choices mm -hmm. led to these increased costs. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you, you have to look at that analysis, but when you do the full, you know, um, the full net analysis, it's not always negative. Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, and very importantly, if you've been, if an employer has been providing a benefit, now, you know, I don't want to use uh, uh, client names, but we have a very, it's a, it's a large client, certainly mm -hmm. has very predictable risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this particular client came to us because they had a mandate and they're a muni uh, municipality mm -hmm. and their mandate was we had to save a lot mm -hmm. of money. Right. And that <laughs> um, happens. And mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, but they, they had a program in place. Mm -hmm. They knew that there was some things that didn't look right. We mm -hmm. helped them identify what things that were above the norm, mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. were necessarily inappropriate mm -hmm. that we could, with 20 mm -hmm. years of experience, you right. can imagine, you know, we can benchmark mm -hmm. these costs and show them, yeah, things are not right here. Mm -hmm. And we came in with the mandate of saving $1.2 million mm -hmm. a month. 
Woo-hoo. And we've been exceeding that every month now wow. for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Nice. Pretty significant. And on top of that, mm-hmm. their employees really love working with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and, and, and that comes back to the expertise that you have, you know, not only in recognizing costs, and you know, and and saying, okay, well, this, you know, this, this, you know, we can, we can, um, <clears throat> you know, manage this cost here, you know, all these various things, uh, you know, as we mentioned, you know, when you have uh, patient advocates that you know are able to help you manage those costs, that's their, you know, it's just it's it, it, when you bring in the experts, it, it initially seems like it might cost more, but in the long run, that's where you save the money. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. You know, it's so the money side of it certainly makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's a, a proper analysis. Every employer will have a should have a way to, you know, put a program in place. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as, well, if I have X number of I, IVFs at this cost, that's going to be my net right. cost. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at it to see what you're offsetting. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we can help with that. Right. You know, and you know, we mentioned the fact that it's it's a great benefit that people love, even if you're not you're wanting to use that benefit. It's still nice to know that you're working for an employer that recognizes how important that is. Um, you know, and, and I think people look at that. They look at the whole list of benefits that are provided and they go, um, might not use that, might not use that, might not use that. But wow, what a great company that provides all of that. I, I'll, I'll, I was actually going to mention this earlier and, and went off on a tangent, um, but we talked a lot about cost, but let's talk a little bit more. I mentioned this earlier about culture. Mm-hmm. So while some organizations, as I just mentioned, have us bring, you know, come in because they need to try and save money. And mm-hmm. of course that makes sense. Um, but you know, the other side of it is some employers just hire us because they want their people catered to, right? right. They want that advocacy. And babies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, but it's the cultural environment they're mm-hmm. trying to create. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I can share uh, another without using the name, but a very, another really large client mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very much focused on, um, on culture and an employee relationship. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, as an organization, we've done this with, you know, large banks we've mm-hmm. done this with other groups, you know, we go through their culture training. Right. Um, we make sure that, you know, we help them design a program um, and you'd be surprised because there's not a lot of expertise. Mm-hmm. We really retain a lot of this and, and do, uh, you know, I've been, I've been a formal, form, former consultant. I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. advising these, these, these companies on, on how to put a program together. But ultimately, what it came down to was we put our nurses in the field to do their enrollment, you know, the enrollment meetings at all mm-hmm. their different locations. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, and we captured a lot of their a lot of their stories mm-hmm. and kind of put it into a document, fed it back to the client mm-hmm. because just the things that were said to us by the employees, mm-hmm. the amount of people crying kind of at our booth mm-hmm. because they, like they could not believe that this was being offered by mm-hmm. their employer, and that's what this was really. You know, the employer was mm-hmm. like, "Look, we're trying to keep the cost down, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, they wanted a benefit. They went with a full blown family building benefit that mm-hmm. you know." All employees mm-hmm. would have dollars given to them to build a program. Uh, I'm sorry, to to build their family mm-hmm. right through this program. So ultimately, you know, same sex, opposite sex, mm-hmm. and singles. Mm-hmm. It was it was really an, it's an amazing company and it's an amazing program. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and we are seeing more companies that are truly recognizing the benefits of. The family building, um, you know, as you were talking, one of the things that I was thinking about was the companies that are now providing paternity, you know, and, and a time off so that the father can also take time off. And whether that's a heterosexual or a same sex couple, you know, the, the, the guys need time off, too, um, you know, and, and to, to be able to, to help out, you know, and I was also thinking about the fact that as, you know, as as a, a peer you know, so, you know, say I, I know that, you know, the, a person that I'm working with is going through some of this. You know, we, we mentioned the fact that part of this helps keep them more productive. It helps hopefully uh, reduce uh, time that they're gone, all sorts of things. So as, as somebody who might be working with those people, you're going to appreciate that because you're, you're not going to have to take on some of their work. You're not having to think, well, you know, 
they're going to be gone a lot. You know, it, it, they, there still will be situations, but you know that it's going to be managed. And and so then as, you know, the, the people working with the people, they're, you know, that again, they're thinking, wow, this is a great benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's well said. Agree. So, you know, let's, uh, what other trends are you seeing? Because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, this, this is, people are, are really starting to, to see how important this is. And especially in like the last couple of years, you know, is it, you know, uh, you, we mentioned, you know, you mentioned the fact that a lot of millennials are waiting. Um, you know, is that, I don't, you know, I hesitate to call that a trend. I think that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. They are just waiting longer to have, have babies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's, that certainly is a trend and, you know, I'm not sure it's important to try and analyze kind of why, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's happening. It is, it is what it is and ultimately leading to the need for you know, the, the assisted reproductive technologies. And so there's, mm-hmm. you know, cer- there's a lot of demand, you know, the economy has been really strong and mm-hmm. so employers, you know, the uh, unemployment is very low. And so, you know, employers are really wrestling to attract, you know, attract employees. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is again, a high, high benefit, uh, a demand, a benefit that's in high demand, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And ultimately, um, you know, it's led to a significantly high level of adoption. So mm-hmm. it's, there is an education process and this mm-hmm. is, I think, important, you know, the brokers and consultants that advise pretty much every you know, employer, large and small, um, are really coming up to speed. And there's mm-hmm. pockets, you know, the adoption rate in certain portions of the country have been higher mm-hmm. on this program. Um, and so then, they're, they're, therefore, the consultants in those geographies have kind of come up to speed. And we spend probably as much time or more mm-hmm. with the consultants and working them through and sharing data and helping them understand so mm-hmm. that they can properly advise their clients. And we're more than happy to do that. Um, you know, more than happy to do that because then, you know, <laughs> they're actually helping us mm-hmm. and to make, you know, what they do is what's the importance, why, you know, in your overall kind of total compensation mm-hmm. mix to an employer and then help them through the process of procurement to compare us to other solutions mm-hmm. that are out there. And so, you know, that, you know, so that trend, I think, will continue mm-hmm. to um, allow for those that are in need to have access to better, um, you know, even better services and, and better benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those benefits are evolving. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the more interesting trend mm-hmm. is um, now that this benefit adoption rate is at a, you know, is, mm-hmm. is, is increasingly um uh, you know, going up, the uh, type of benefits and the, um, you know, the way benefits are administered are changing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the it's still a benefit that's often offered at, in a, you know, a lifetime maximum, some, some, mm-hmm. right. some dollar amount mm-hmm. um, or, or a cycle. Um, a lot of folks are concerned, you know, cycles don't have a cost um, cap to them. So, you know, if, if there isn't management or if there isn't true strict clinical management over mm-hmm. a cycle, a cycle could get into the $35,000 range right. where if, you know, you're doing a lifetime maximum and working through an organization like ours, that number is going to be certainly down into the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, 20 to mm-hmm. and below all in that's in the, you know, drugs are a very expensive component mm-hmm. of this, but that's an all in number. Right. So, um, but ultimately, uh, you know, managing managing those dollars is just increasingly important. Making sure that they have that cycle or lifetime maximum mm-hmm. being well defined, and then having having management of either of those. Mm-hmm. Now that if if you go lifetime maximum, we're seeing those numbers increase um, pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. So you know what we've seen in our own book of business is you know we've seen uh, the the actual because most of our clients do lifetime maximums, they're increasing the dollar maximum that's mm-hmm. available, um, sometimes to unlimited, um, mm. but very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing a significant increase in the a number of groups that are uh, having us manage the adoption and surrogacy. Mm-hmm. And you are interestingly uh, seeing an increase, and we haven't mentioned this, and that's elective egg freezing. Ah. So, yeah, it kind of could be controversial at times, mm-hmm. but... Um, more employers, and we've seen this perhaps with, and we do a lot of banks and law firms, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of you know white collar and tech were first adopters of a mm-hmm. lot of these programs, and, um, and what 
happens is there's a there's a lot of demand from you know female employees who mm-hmm. recognize that this is available, and perhaps the millennials who you know had maybe a slight delay in mm-hmm. you know their earnings and careers, right. and of course family building as we talked about. The idea of uh, offering an elective egg freeze benefit allows them the choice mm-hmm. to say, I would prefer to um, freeze my eggs at 26 mm-hmm. and use them at some later date right. than to harvest at a later date when my, my you mm-hmm. know, the eggs are less viable. Right. So it's clearly a choice. Mm-hmm. It is, um, but it is a benefit that we've been um, increasing. I, I wouldn't say we take a position. I've had, you know, when w- that's come up in <clears throat> certain parts mm-hmm. of the country, they're like, why, why would you be pushing pushing this that, you know, kind of forcing women to make a choice. I'm like, well, that's really, that's not ours. We're, you know, we're not making, right. we're not making any statement. You're giving whatsoever. options. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, you know, you, you know, we can appreciate that position, but mm-hmm. most of the, and as you can imagine, the employers that do adopt elective egg freeze see it mm-hmm. as an empowerment for mm-hmm. women to right. have the choice of career, not family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, or, you know, they can choose and have mm-hmm. both. Right. And so we're, I think we're very happy to see that increase and support those, those women through mm-hmm. that portion of their journey. Right. You know, and there are, you know, sometimes medical concerns where say someone's undergo, going to undergo chemotherapy or, you know, other types of medical treatment where their doctors have said, if you want to have children later, this is something that you need to give serious consideration to. Yeah, that and that's just to make the distinction that that's kind of not that's not elective egg freeze. So elective right. is mm-hmm. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just now is not the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's nice, as you said, to be able to have that option to to think. You know what? I do want to have a family, but not at 25, 26 years old. Um, you know, and and uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's and and I mean, there's there's clearly health benefits to you know embryos that are fertilized when they're. I hate to say younger, but you know, a forty-five-year-old woman has has different eggs than a twenty-five-year-old woman. Um, there's all sorts of medical stuff that I'm like totally glossing over here. But, but yeah, so um, deciding to wait is obviously there's there's several benefits to it. Yeah, yeah, and and not to leave out the men since we've been focused on that. Mm-hmm, it's right. it, you know the men can freeze mm-hmm. their sperm as well. In fact, mm-hmm. that's part of our program offers ah. uh, with with mm-hmm. that test that's remote. Mm-hmm. I failed to mention that it does include mm-hmm. a one year storage. Mm-hmm. So interesting, which they can continue on if mm-hmm. they if they if they if they'd like to. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's just about options. It's mm-hmm. about yes. you know in this mm-hmm. case, you know, you might be making these choices, but family is mm-hmm. still first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, that's what companies are recognizing is that families come first and whatever you can do to help that, it is a benefit to your employees. And, and as you said, a benefit to potential employees when they're looking at that going, wow, you know, look at this. I might never use this benefit, but isn't it great to know that either it's an option or, you know, even that it's offered. Agreed. You know, and what I what I especially like about this is what we talked about at the very start is that now, you know, it, it's still not obviously a coffee table discussion, but it is something that more and more people are feeling that they can talk about. There's the stigma is, you know, and in some cases it is, it is still there. I mean, you know, let's we're we're not gonna um be be naive about this, but people can talk about this. They can say, you know what, we need help. Uh, you know, where we might need, oh, you know, all these various things. And and I love, you know, I, I really love the fact that, that you provide the advocacy services 24-7. You know, because, yeah, I mean, when when you're thinking about it, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. This is not, oh, hey, you know, it's noon on a Tuesday. You know, you're, you're really thinking about things like this that, you know, or, or maybe you're on vacation or whatever, you know. And, and so to be able to have that trusted resource that you can talk to that's great. And, and, and to know that your employer cares about you that much. Well, no, very true. Very true. And what's interesting is our, our advocacy, the advocacy solutions that mm-hmm. we provide in some cases, and I mentioned this earlier, you know, we do have some very large clients where mm-hmm. we're integrated in with multiple carriers mm-hmm. for their population. And sometimes they have you know, kind of these self, con- you know, these kind of mm-hmm. contained staff model HMOs that I won't use specific uh, right. examples. Mm-hmm. 
um, and they don't have it. So, they, but mm-hmm. the insurance can stay within the mm-hmm. program, and they still have. They want to hire our nurses mm-hmm. to provide that type of advocacy right. and guidance mm-hmm. and education, and and we do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we've been been asked and have now responded mm-hmm. um, because it's uh, a lot of our um, uh, employers have people mm-hmm. outside of the United States, mm-hmm. and while we don't. Wynn doesn't necessarily have the resources to understand mm-hmm. the laws. It was, you know, every state has different laws, right. which we oh, yeah. do know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned New York. New York is an mm-hmm. example, you know, doesn't allow surrogacy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you always have to be uh, navigating mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Excuse me, but we don't have the resources necessarily to understand the laws in every country mm-hmm. around the world. And they're, of course, very different. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, these people still have uh, needs mm-hmm. and are looking right. for an education. Mm-hmm. And so we have uh, now started providing our advocacy services uh, outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we're right. in the EU and, and, and uh, we've been providing services mm-hmm. now for uh, about a year. Outside. Oh, I love it. You know, and, yeah. and you know, as you said, more and more companies are working with people outside the United States, um, you know, and, and to, to whatever degree. I mean, we're not just talking about the call centers or, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, I've, I've had guests on before who have entire organizations where they themselves, the person I'm talking to, is the only person that is here in the United States. Everybody else are in in other countries, and um, you know, and there's a variety of reasons for that, and so it's it's great to be able to provide benefits to them also. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, and we've seen quite a bit of use since we implemented mm-hmm. and you know we started that program. Right. You know, and again, you know, more and more as we talk about it it will be something that people feel more comfortable talking about. You know, clearly there are going to be some cultural things that for many years, you know, that's just, you're just not going to talk about things like this. But, you know, the more we try and reduce that stigma and say, you know, this is, this is just another way to, to, to have a family, the, the more people will be able to, to feel comfortable talking about it. And Deb, the one thing in, in, getting over that or providing an avenue or a, a, a resource to these people to gain access to that information, to speak mm-hmm. freely, have their questions answered, you know, ultimately does lead to better, better decisions. Right. And what that then means, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're increasingly bringing in use of data, you know, mm-hmm. um, very much been personally focused on, you know, on data use interpretation that leads to, you know, machine intelligence and, um, you know, machine learning. And so, you know, the idea of in the future state of utilizing that to help people make choices will just continue to increase mm-hmm. what we can right. share today and have been doing for 20 years mm-hmm. is that our, the results, the outcomes of our patients far exceed in a positive way. You know, they're, they're you know, we're um, far better than the national averages of unmanaged fertility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, our, our people are less stressed. Our people are very much, much you know, our patients are very well informed mm-hmm. and the outcomes, therefore, cost are associated, you know, with, with all of those services coming together for, you know, for those, those people, the patients, mm-hmm. and of course, the employers that are sponsoring the plan. Right. You know, and, and the more the employers show how much they care about their employees, the better it's going to be. I mean, you know, there's just, there's no way to get around that. I mean, that is just, um, and, and so it's a benefit for the employees and a benefit for the employers. It, it, it certainly is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it's an, a constantly evolving subject. Um, you know, five years ago, we might've talked about like something like this 10 years ago, not at all, you know, and, and, you know, as, as you mentioned, when you were, um, when you and your wife were having children, I mean, that was, that was almost the dark ages of talking about things like this. And, and, um, you know, and, and now that people can really discuss this out in the open, it's great, you know, and, and, and we do see more companies that really are, you know, family based, encourage the families, Partially for altruistic. I mean, you know, I mentioned the fact that when you have to replace an employee, it's an expensive undertaking. Um, you know, so you want to keep your employees, but you want to keep your employees happy. You want to keep them productive, all of those various things. Yeah, productive is an important word. And I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, having done consulting and, and have seen things, you know, in Europe has a very mm-hmm. different healthcare system. And they're, they're very much more, much more focused on productivity than mm-hmm. I think we are in the United right. States. And 
my you know my experience is employers uh, have all different ways of maybe understanding the productivity and measuring that. Mm-hmm. We don't really get into any type of productivity valuation, mm-hmm. right. um, but there there certainly is. So, mm-hmm. You know what you do know is that you know if you're not if you're if you're pregnant in one and a half cycles versus three or four cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, that period of time, those dollars not spent, you know, it takes all types of different pressure right. and that contribution mm-hmm. from the employee is just that much mm-hmm. higher. Right. So it's very hard to value, but mm-hmm. it's it's worth mentioning because mm-hmm. employers, I don't think, um, you know, it's you can't necessarily throw it into the savings mm-hmm. equation unless the, the employer right. has a really mm-hmm. well-developed way of looking mm-hmm. at it. Um, but it's having impact mm-hmm. without question. Well, and the, the one thing that is, is very difficult to measure is the emotional toll. You know, just sitting and thinking about it and worrying about it, you know, that's to, to be able to in, in any way help relieve that and help that, that's got to be a benefit. I agree. Very well, true. Peter... Oh my gosh, we have talked about this for an hour. Can you believe that? Um, and it's it's been very informative. You know, I told you before the program, I'm an only child. I don't have kids, and so this is always it's such a fascinating subject to me. Um, and uh, but but it's it's something that I think we all of us need to be thinking about more and more. Um, you know, and 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 definitely making sure that. If we know someone who is is having to go through something like this, you know, just as as a friend, as a family member, be supportive. You know, there's there's nothing, and I'm putting this in my little air quote since we're not doing the video. It, it, there's nothing wrong with somebody. You know, all of those various things. It's just you know, this is the way things are. Yeah. No, it's it's true, and you know. I, I... It's just it's it's a good thing that more and more people have access to services to help mm-hmm. them. Right. Well, speaking of that, how do people contact you and how do they find out more about your organization? Yeah, so it, I think perhaps one of the best ways is to find us on online. So mm-hmm. it's uh, www.winfertility.com. Uh, mm-hmm. So win, W-I-N, and then fertility spelled out all one word. Um, you can always remember WIN. It's an acronym actually for, we don't use it as, a, it's an acronym and we, that's why it's all capitalized. It used to be Women's Integrated Network. Huh. And so, um, but we just go by WIN Fertility mm-hmm. now. Um, because we're winning. You can find us there. Because mm-hmm. it, uh, it is winning. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it is. But um, that's kind of the history of the name WIN. Mm-hmm. So we're available there. Of course, you can find us on, on LinkedIn. And, you know, we're more than happy to, you know, to help, uh, to help any employer mm-hmm. answer questions and um, help them put a program in place. Right. You know, and, and as we mentioned, you know, there's, there's a variety of resources out there, but they can be very confusing, very overwhelming. So, you know, this is a great place to, to contact someone to be able to say, okay, help me through this process. Exactly right. Right. And there's different organizations in the market and there's, you know, with this increase, you can imagine there's a lot of new startups coming Mm -hmm. in all with their angle on how they can help. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to, you know, make the determination, do your research, Mm -hmm. you know, understand kind of the the pros and cons of Mm -hmm. all of it. And, and, and certainly, you know, we'll be more than happy to share our, you know, how we can contribute. Right. And you've got a great website. You mentioned uh, winfertility.com. It's got a lot of great resources, you know, so it's a, a great place just to even start if you're, you're thinking about providing this benefit as an employer. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it is, it is. And then once you become part of the Win family, you get a, a you know, we just revamped our app. We now do video consults with our mm-hmm. nurses and therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we continue to add features to, mm-hmm. to our app to make that mobile centric user experience just that much mm-hmm. more uh, rich, but we're still very much an old school company in that mm-hmm. it's about that relationship between the, the advocate, the nurse care manager mm-hmm. that acts as the advocate and that the patient and their significant other. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, Never going to change that. We're very right. proud of the fact that we do it. We we mm-hmm. manage through relationships. And you're helping make babies. I mean, you know, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is an outcome that's a lot of fun, and, mm-hmm. and it's always great when uh, we have our monitors up all over our offices, and you know, we're always looking at call volumes and every mm-hmm. all these other metrics, and you know they do cycle through, you know, the pictures that we get and new babies that parents send to us. And that mm-hmm. just really brings it all home for the right. entire wind team. Right. I love it. 
Well, Peter, do you have any final thoughts for us? Oh, I, you know, I think, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It was a great conversation. It's, it's, it's helpful hopefully to many to know that there's these types of services mm-hmm. that are available um, and how to engage them and what they may mean and you know a lot more to be to be discussed you know it's a it's we are in a situation right now is you know pretty unprecedented times with a mm-hmm. pandemic and you know it'll be interesting to see you know w- when we're done my hope is there's been such focus on family uh, mm-hmm. by organizations and I can only imagine that, uh, you know, after it, it'll, it'll really bring home the importance of community and mm-hmm. family. And, um, you know, there'll be, uh, I think, a even greater emphasis in, on family building and family first. Right. So. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Peter Nuaves from Win Fertility. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.